All right, guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today is, it's, it's a Thursday. We're late. I'm late. I, uh, I would like to say I've been super busy lately, but I've been lazy, you know? Normally, the kid is on top of his stuff. He's up at 6 every morning. He's doing his push-ups. He's doing his sit-ups. He's in the cold shower, but <clears throat> you know how it is. Sometimes you just fall off the wagon a little bit. <laughs> Honestly, it's been really nice. I've kind of been... Taking a step back, like, from pushing so hard, which has been good to just recover. I want to get 100% before the ski season hits. And, um, man, I've been sick for, like, a a year and a half, two years. Like, not super sick, but, like, there's been very – there's probably been, like, one week where I haven't had, like, at least some sort of a little bit of a cold in the last two years. And mostly just, like, that's be from just pushing it so hard. Like, I mean, I talked about taking it pretty easy this week, and I feel like I have – but I mean, Monday, Tuesday, I train uh, skiing and MMA. So, you know, airbagging for like two hours in the freezing cold and then went and did like one to two MMA classes at night and then did some work on the online courses and stuff like that as well. So, I mean, you know, t- like we're, we're, we're still like going, it's not like we're, we're not like we're sitting at home doing nothing. I have been crushing the new Mandalorian episodes in Star Wars. They were dope. Uh, got those out of the way pretty quick. Wednesday. Wednesday did a little bit more work on Slope Academy, the online coaching stuff as well, and uh, went and fixed an airbag because there's a hole in it, and that was about it. Wednesday was pretty chill. Today is Thursday. You know, just sparking up sparking up a doobie this Thursday morning. Just kidding. Can't do that. Don't do that. But um, yeah, I got a nice coffee in my hand, and uh, yeah, this week I finished uploading and uh redoing the brand building and social media courses in slope academy so it's just updating um all the videos refilming some content for you guys teaching you guys about uh again brand building and social media content and strategies and stuff for uh i guess it would kind of go along with like all forms of um of action sports action sports or just sports in general for the most part but i mean mainly focusing on skiing uh, to be honest, but yeah, so I was going over all that stuff. I was uploading that content and, uh, you know, I, I was trying, been trying to get a pod out every week. So I figured this episode of the pod would be kind of good to, for you guys that, um, aren't in Slope Academy, uh, and just give you guys a quick brush over of, of social media, brand building and all that stuff. Right. Um, cause I think it's, in my personal opinion, you guys can always come to me if, if you think I'm wrong, you can yell at me in the DMS or whatever. I'm, I'm on Instagram. You guys can give me a little holler over there. But I think social media is probably one of the best ways to make a career out of freestyle skiing. Um, it doesn't have to be like just social media based, like obviously, but I think um, you go the contest route, you can definitely go the contest route. You can become the best World Cup skier out there for sure. Totally. If you're a Burke Rude or um, maybe even like an Andre Regetli, like you guys are going to get paid. But. There is like maybe 10. I can't speak for everybody, but there's not a lot of people at that at that high level that get paid enough to just, just ski and actually make money. Like for the most part, everybody, I would say 70% of the people competing on the World Cup stage in freestyle skiing right now are just breaking even. Like 
they spend their money and just break even. Um, the money they get from sponsors, the money they get from funding from national teams and stuff like that. Uh, maybe in Europe, the the sponsors and, and the funding is a little bit higher, but especially for Canada, like 70% of the people are just breaking even on a normal ski season, let alone making any money. And if they are making money, it's usually like under 100K. Um, for instance, a, a typical season like uh, for for a comp skier, like in a world cup circuit, whether like, this is just like how much you're going to probably spend on training and stuff like that. You're probably spending anywhere or like 30 on the low end. Like if you do like only select contests and do like, Oh, um, only certain training camps and pick and choose which ones you want to go to, you probably could spend $30,000 a year. But if you, uh, but if you really want to like train as much as possible, hit all the events, do everything like that, you're spending like easily 50 to 60k a year on a ski season right and you know for most people they're not making that in sponsorships they're not making that in government funding depending on what country you're from but canada u.s definitely not making that in in government funding and then you have to think about like before you even get to that level where you're competing at nationals uh, or competing at world cups you have to compete at all the lower levels so you got to compete at provincial level or state level and then you got to compete at um and then you got to compete at uh a, like a North American level or whatever continental level and then you got to go up to the World Cups and each of those years at the provincial level and continental level might it might take you 3 years 3 3 years to get to a World Cup spot maybe it takes you twice as long maybe it takes you 6 years um but all those years as well you're spending like 30 20 to 30k on a on a season easily again easily you can spend more you can spend up to 50 if you wanted to pretty easily as well um but you're spending 30 to 50,000 on a ski season again and you have even less money from sponsors and even less funding from um from like well you don't really have very much funding at all because you're not on a national team so maybe you get a little bit from your province or whatever but other than that it's not a lot so what i would say is even if you do want to go the contest route um, which is totally fine. Like, I think the contest route is great. I love to compete. Um, but adding some, so like if you can get social media dialed in, you can start bringing in money from, from other places, right? Like you can start your own, um, products and maybe you just have like a Patreon where you put, uh, put out extra content. Maybe it only makes you an extra thousand bucks a month, but that extra thousand dollars a month is going to go towards your plane tickets to help you get to events. Um, building an audience is really big. It's really important just because, um, Attention is kind of the currency nowadays. So if you talk about like what the most, uh, what the most, what's the easiest thing to monetize, right? The easiest thing to monetize is attention. If some, if you have attention, there's many different ways you can monetize it, right? And if your goal is to become the best freestyle skier out there and you don't have the funds to do, to make that happen with like yourself or your parents or whatever, then you have to find a way to make it happen, right? So I think the easiest way for us nowadays is to get a lot of attention. And attention is easy to get through social media. You can get attention through word of mouth. You can get attention through um, many different ways, right? Uh, but nowadays, it's like your attention, what you're doing, who you are, your personality, um, your brand, if you would, if you want. Because like realistically, our personalities and who we are as athletes and individuals nowadays is like a company's like, it's like their brand image, right? That's our, our brand image. It's what we're projecting out into the world um, as us and what we want people to see um, us as and who we want to be. Um, but yeah, like social media magnifies that or magnifies that and magnifies that like tenfold, right? So again, like you could be the coolest person in your school group and then you start, you know, 
going on social media and sharing a little bit more of what you're doing like in that terms and you're going to be not just the coolest person in your friend group but you're going to go to the next friend group and the next friend group not to say that like, you're the coolest person but you know what i'm getting at right like it, social media magnifies that and when you have a lot of attention and having attention it's easy for you to monetize and it's easy for brands and other companies to monetize um for me personally if i look at somebody who is competing on a world cup stage that has like 3000 followers but they're still good skier but they're competing on the world cup stage um and i'm a i'm a company let's say i'm a ski company this person is competing on the world cup he's a good, great skier but this skier is um not he's just doing like really cool tricks but he's got like 20,000 followers on instagram and he's posting like two to three times a week and he's getting like hundreds of thousands of views a month which one's going to sell more skis for me the guy that's on the world cup that like you know people barely see his skis when he's competing and maybe only a thousand people watch each world cup event max um or this kid that's getting hundreds of thousands of views each uh each week and has like hundreds of kids commenting on all of his posts definitely take an option number two right that's going to be what sells you skis and for us as athletes um and just in life in general it's it's about giving to others and providing value to others and in return the value that value always comes back so it's think when you think about your your career in skiing um in terms of like getting the most out of sponsors and stuff like that it's like what can you do to give them the most and in my personal opinion like i'm still i still want to compete at a really high level but for me i think just um I'm I'm still training. I'm still competing at the same at the same level as I would before. But I'm just bringing uh, the social media side more into the light, um, because I think that's where it's going to have the biggest overall impact, and it's where it can you know multiply and multiply the fastest. And I can personally get the most out of it, um, and I enjoy doing it. Obviously, social media and brand building and stuff like that, and um, every all that. Like if you if you go down that road, don't do it just because you think it's going to help your help your uh, career. Obviously, um, it will, but it's not something that you're going to excel in or do well in if you don't enjoy it. I personally love doing social media. Like before I started taking it into like a, a part of like how I make my ski season happen, how I get funding from sponsors, having my own online coaching business, things like that. Like before I started doing that, I was still doing social media. I loved it. I love putting out YouTube videos. I love putting out Instagram videos and stuff like that. So keep that, keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, definitely social media is a huge tool that you can use. If you look at like some of the biggest names in, in action sports, like I don't know how many of you guys watch, um, uh, UFC, but you have somebody like a Sean O'Malley who is uh, a very, very talented athlete, but he, you know, you get more opportunities and stuff like that. If you have this audience and you are doing, um, as much as possible, you're bringing value to the company, right? So again, like this weekend, he's fighting the number one ranked guy. Obviously, it's still going to be a good matchup. It's going to be a good fight. But, you know, if he didn't have that that attention, that that buzz, that hype around him, um, that is mostly generated by himself, right? By performing well at events um, and then doing the extra stuff behind the scenes on social media and everything like that, he wouldn't have this opportunity to go compete against the number one guy, right? And also, he wouldn't be as financially set as he is, right? So, for instance, he is... Um, he's probably one of the more, more financially set fighters in the entire UFC roster, Yet, yet he's not like ranked the highest or anything like that. It's more just because this guy has a lot of attention, hype, and buzz around him, right? And it's the same thing with skiing and everything else. So keep just keep just keep it in mind. It is important, and if you enjoy it, I definitely say uh, lean into it. If you don't like to compete and you just want to make ski movies and you want to film and put out content, do it. Like you can totally make a career out of that. So just 
just for you guys to keep in mind. Um, and then when we dive, when we talk about um, social media, I'm just gonna talk about social media. I don't want to get into like attention and and all that stuff in like different different forms. Just because for most of you guys, it's social media is gonna be what you're using anyways. So you have short form content and long form content. Your short form content, you guys know very well. You're swiping through tig. Uh, TikTok every day. Maybe you're swiping through Tinder. I don't know what you guys do. You're little hooligans. Um, but yeah, you're swiping through. You're swiping through TikTok every day. You're swiping through Instagram, YouTube Shorts. Those are your. That's your short form content, right? Like under a minute, maybe even under like two minutes. Like that's your, that's your short form content. It's now all vertical. Um, you know, I remember back in the days when I was posting on Instagram and I was posting my ski edits and I was posting them sideways. Like you know how you not vertical, so it would take up more of the screen. And actually, Jackson Carr started messaging me. He's like, dude, your edits are sick, but if you uh, crop them in or if you edit them so they're vertical on the screen, they're going to take up more of the screen and they're going to perform better. And this was way before like reels or anything. This was like three years ago. And I was like, yeah, I started doing it. And homie was right. It made a big difference. So shout out to you, Jackson. Um, but yeah, all short-form content is pretty much now vertical. So your short-form content is on TikTok, Instagram, and uh and YouTube Shorts basically for now, and uh, I guess you could do like Snapchat stuff. Short form content is called short form because it is short. It doesn't. It's not long. It's like usually under sixty seconds, and it also has a short lifespan, right? All this content on TikTok and and Instagram and YouTube Shorts, people watch it for uh, a week. You know, it, it comes up on their feed. They watch it once and it's gone. It's not like a YouTube video where maybe you go watch a couple times or a YouTube video or a podcast that has a longer shelf life where people go back and watch it years later or it'll come up in search and people will watch it um, in search I, like a year later. Maybe they're searching like how to do a cork seven. They see my video I posted three years ago and go watch it. YouTube, or sorry, short form content doesn't have that kind of, uh, of long term lifespan as well. So your short form content is great because uh, short form content has a vir- virality factor and you're going to get tons of attention from short form content. You can get uh, easily get like hundreds of thousands of views a month on short form content. Trust me, I've done it. Uh, I've helped a bunch of people do it, helped tons of people do it. Um, first and just the skiing niche alone, like in the last year, it's really <coughs> it's really easy to do. Short form content is your if you think about a funnel, a fu- like uh, a funnel for like gas or whatever you want to put in a funnel. But a funnel is like the top is really wide and then it gets smaller and smaller and smaller as it goes down. Short form content is like your top of the funnel. Short form content, you're like you put a video out, it's gonna get seen by tons of people. It might even get seen by people that, especially if it's a good video, it's gonna get uh, seen by tons of people. It's gonna get seen by people that maybe don't even like skiing, maybe they aren't into winter sports, but you know the algorithm's gonna show it to a really wide audience, and that wide audience, um, for the most part, if it's a good video, is gonna like it. Maybe they follow you, maybe they just like comment on it or like the post, and like maybe they'll see another one down the line. But you're starting to people. It's like where you get people to know you, right? Um, it's, it's through short form content. But the problem with short form content is uh, Instagram, TikTok, for the most part you don't feel very engaged. Like the audience doesn't feel very engaged with you. They don't, they don't see you as a friend. They don't know you as well. Like you don't get to know the person really well through short form content. You get to see funny clips. Maybe you get to see cool ski tricks, but you don't feel like that person's your friend or you feel like you know that person well. Whereas long form content, which we'll get into in a second, like YouTube and stuff like that, like you really grow, um, an an engaged audience. Your short form audience is wider, but it's not as engaged. And the engaged audience is what you're looking for because an engaged audience obviously is going to 
um, do things like when you suggest a ski company to buy from, they're going to listen to you. Uh, when you start a product like online coaching for skiing, they're going to um, obviously trust what you do and, and take that step and, and, and try it out or um, work with you because they know you, they've, they've seen you, they trust you. Like you don't get that trust. You don't get that, that, um, that engagement, that, uh, I guess, closeness that you get through long form content in short form content, but short form content is where everything starts because short form content brings people into the system, into the funnel of who you are, what you do and everything you're about. But then for me personally, in my opinion, you can go really far just doing short term, short form or long form content. But, um, I think what you do is you get a, a bunch of people through your, through your short form content and then bring them towards the long form content, right? So they all come in through the funnel at the top with short form content. You're getting tons of views on Instagram and TikTok, whatever. Um, and then you have more of some sort of longer form content, uh, whether it's a podcast, whether it is uh, a YouTube audio, uh, YouTube channel where they can watch more of you and get to know you better and then become more of an engaged fan and audience, right? Because, Short form content's great, and like I said, you can make like there's tons of people out there that that make uh, careers out of short form content just through through TikTok or just through Instagram and stuff like that. But for the most part, these guys don't have a long shelf life um, in terms of social media or career. And like most of the people that do make it um, in the long run on these platforms like TikTok, like you look at Charlie D'Amelio and all those guys, like they blew up on TikTok. Great start, but now they're transitioning into long-form content. They have their own TV show on Disney+. Plus. They're doing YouTube content, all that stuff, right? They're bringing people into that engaged audience. Um, and yeah, it just, it's just something that's, that's important is to, have, is to have an engaged audience. You can have 100,000 followers on Instagram, um, and you'd be better off having 10,000 YouTube subscribers easily, right? Um, just because, you know, it's not, they're not an engaged audience. And that's uh, one of the things I want you guys to, to think about this, this year is like, is just thinking about how you can grow your audience and how you can get them engaged with who you are and what you're doing. Because long, for, long run, that's going to help. If you have, like, let's say, for instance, I have 10,000 followers on Instagram and I started this snow pant company. Um, but most of those Instagram followers, like, they just followed me from a real video they th- saw was cool, but they didn't think, you know, they, they don't know me. They don't really, like... Um, care all that much. And uh, I started a snow pan company and I, I launched it to those 10,000 10, followers. Um, maybe I get maybe I get like 25 people to like uh, buy a pair of snow pants, 50 people to buy a pair, a pair of snow pants, right? It's cool. It helps. And it, that's a really good, great, great start. But again, if I had a YouTube channel and I made a really good launch video, maybe I only had like uh, 2,000 followers or 1,000 followers or subscribers on YouTube, but I made a really good launch video. I've been, you know, my audience knows me really well. They know the behind the scenes of what I've been doing with the, the pants and like working on it and stuff like that. And then I launch it um, to that YouTube audience. I'm probably going to get more like 100 sales or double the amount of sales that I'm going to get just launching through something like Instagram, just because that audience is more engaged and more involved with who you are, what you're doing and kind of your your story, right? <clears throat> so that's one thing to think about. And that's one thing to think about when you when you market yourself to to brands and ski companies as well, because if you could say that, hey, I have like, um, like hey, I have like a large audience on YouTube, it converts. It's gonna convert way better, and it's gonna um transition to more sales than if I have uh ten thousand followers on Instagram, right? People they see this number on Instagram, like 
like, oh, wow, you have like, so for, for me, for instance, like just, just for instance, uh, I'll put out like a, uh, obvious example for you guys. I have 46,000 followers on Instagram right now. If I post the link to this podcast right here, uh, on my Instagram story, about 2000 to 5,000 people will see the story. And out of that 2000 to 5,000 people that see the story, um, I probably will get like 25 to 30 listens on the podcast, right? That's <laughs> that's not that's not a lot um for having 47 or 46,000 followers, right? So, just keep that just keep that in mind. Obviously, I have like people that listen to podcasts from longer time um or from a while back and stuff and then coming in from YouTube and other channels. And for me, that's bringing that audience that's a short form audience um the people that are uh, are watching my my ski clips are like that's really cool. A lot of those forty six thousand followers are from from reels, right? They're from Instagram reels, um, and some vi- some viral reels. Like I had one reel last year that got like twenty six million views, and it brought in like I think eight thousand followers. Out of those eight thousand people, most of them don't know who I am or care who I am. They just saw a really cool ski trick. They're like, okay, that was sick hit follow. And then, you know, over time, they're going to see me show up on Instagram more regularly, get to know me a little bit better, but they still don't really know who I am. Getting them from there to watch my YouTube channel, to listen to my podcast, then they're sitting down and spending 20 minutes with me just chatting, right? Like then you, then you start to get to know who somebody is behind the scenes. And, um, for somebody like that, like, you know, they just, let's say, let's say they watch that viral video, they hit follow. They're not going to be the people that are going to want, um, ski coaching from me, right? They're going to be the people that are going to like, just, you know, kind of maybe like an occasional post here and there on Instagram. But for me, my goal is to get those people to to get to know me better, to trust me. And then when they do think about getting like something like ski coaching or they want new goggles and let's say I have a pro model or something out, they're going to come to me and they're going to look like look at what I have. But right now they aren't there because you have to transition them to that to that point. And I think a lot of people don't understand uh, understand that. You can have 10,000 followers on Instagram and you could sell nothing. You could have 10,000 followers on Instagram and you like, you know, post stories a lot. You, you answer all your comments. You reach out to some new followers here and there. And then out of that 10,000 followers, a lot more people are going to, uh, going to uh, buy or, or do whatever you, you know, you say or ask of them because they're an engaged audience. It's like your friends, but, uh, you can you can grow an engaged audience on on Instagram just by being more social, but at a point that doesn't scale well. Like you can only do that with so many people, so you have to you have to transition them into more longer form content. Anyways, that was my rant on short form and long form content. I know I kind of went off on a tangent there. I did, don't have any notes or anything. I'm just sitting on my floor drinking coffee and uh, mumbling on about short form and long form content. But I just wanted to say, like right now, if you guys haven't taken uh, social media serious for your ski season and stuff like that, I highly recommend you do. Um, even if you go like for everybody this year, it's realistic to gain ten thousand followers on a platform. Very realistic. Um, one of my one of my good friends, Aiden, went from two thousand to twenty, like four or five thousand this year, um, on on Instagram just from you know a little strategy we have and uh, you know posting consistently and everything like that. So it's very, very, uh, very doable, but just keep, keep in mind, like if you, a lot of, a lot of doors open, if you can get people's attention and you can retain people's attention, there's a lot of opportunities, uh, and a lot of doors that open. And again, one other thing I I forgot to bring this up, but if you look at like all the biggest, like YouTubers and stuff like that, the people that are launching their own brands, like a Logan Paul launching prime, um, 
people like that or even Jake Paul launching his new gambling app or whatever it is like better. Uh, there's tons, tons more, you know, you guys know what I'm saying. Mr. Beast launching like um, Beast Burger and all the other ones he does. Those guys wouldn't be able to launch businesses like that if they had aud- their audience on a short form platform like Instagram or TikTok. The reason they're able to launch those businesses and they're so successful is because they have a large audience that is very engaged with who they are, what they do, their mission, and 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 their goals. And when they explain to them uh, a new business they're starting, a new brand, a new idea they're coming up with, it's like a friend talking to another friend uh, about what they're doing. And people people pay a lot more attention to that, right? Like a Nelk with Happy Dad. If Nelk was just on TikTok or Instagram just doing funny videos – um, or doing pranks on Instagram and TikTok, they would never be able to launch something like Happy Dad. They could try. They would not get the same sales. They would not get like crowds and crowds showing up to like to the stores and stuff like that when they launch. So just keep this in mind um, between long form and short form content, and then uh, just in general building building a brand, building an audience and attention this year. Um, if you are able to mix that into what you're doing in your ski season, I think it's very important, and I think it will make you. I think you know it'll put you leaps and bounds ahead of other people down the line. As long as you're not uh, sacrificing what you want to do. If you want to be the best competition skier out there, don't go so hard on on social media that you know you're you're not able to train as much and you're not learning as fast as you can. But if you do just want to make a creator of skiing, I think it's probably one of the best ways. So, anyways, with that being said, that's another episode of the podcast, guys. I know I got a little bit uh, lost in lost in <laughs> lost in thought there. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, yeah, I'll catch you on the next pod. Deuces.